Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'll just start with the fact that I misunderstood Lewis. I thought I was talking on Sunday. Um, but I'm not, I'm talking tonight. So I was very well prepared. And um, uh, and I'm on my phone instead of my computer for that very reason. Um, what else? Oh yeah, my car battery died in Bond's parking lot. I mean, it's just been one of those, when I found out I was overdrawn at the bank. So it's been a, an interesting day so far. Um, fortunately, I mean, by the grace of God in this program, I've been abstinent the whole time. And I thought to call AAA instead of suicide prevention. So I'm, I feel okay about that. Um, so in 15 minutes, uh, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I would, uh, I'll, I'll just share what it used to be like. And then, um, uh, what it's, what it's like, um, now. And um, what it used to be like was, um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a tad sad tonight, so it might come out pretty, you know, uh, but um, what it used to be like was, I have never felt like I fit in exactly. I have felt like everybody else got the memo, but me, I have felt like I was a square peg in a round hole, and I was actually a very fat peg. I was... Uh, a fat baby. I was an obese baby. I was, um, which I had no control over, but it didn't stop me from following in footsteps. I think genetically speaking, um, I was, had a weight problem as a kid. My first diet was at the age of five. Uh, I come from a long line of unsuccessful dieters. And um, I remember the school nurse telling me I needed to lose weight when they did the, they used to do weigh-ins in class. Um, anyway, so I've been battling this thing all my life and mostly unsuccessfully. I've never, to be honest with you, I've never tried harder at anything and been less successful than I have at weight loss and weight and food. I've always been attracted to sugar. I have always just, I mean, I ate lousy for so many years and, um, and always trying to control it, always gaining weight back with more, okay? And um, I, I've tried several commercial weight loss programs. Uh, I have only been successful once, and one of them, once successful, means I actually reached a goal weight, maintained that for 24 hours, and then started putting all the weight back on because all I did was change the outsides and nothing changed on the inside. And I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know why... I couldn't eat like an, I would observe normal people, you know, kind of like, like a National Geographic special. Look, there's normal people eating. How do they do that? You know, I mean, it was really like, I was, uh, I've heard people say in other programs, I felt like I was dropped off from another planet. Well, that was me, boy. Um, and I desperately was trying to fit in. Uh, and so I would, but, you know, okay, here's a, Okay, the way I used to eat was, it was always sneak eating, it was eating alone, it was eating by myself, because let's face it, 
I go to the grocery store, I buy three bags of groceries, none of which contains a vegetable or fruit of any kind, unless you count Pop-Tarts that have a fruit filling. And I would bring all that stuff home and I would lay on the sofa, sit on the sofa and I would read books and I would watch TV and I would eat till I passed out. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of friends that want to come over and watch me do that because I'm not sharing. You know, it's like, that's what I do. You want to join me? It's like most people don't. So it's a lonely business. And I spent it hiding. Uh, oh, gosh, I bounced so many checks at supermarkets for binge food and stuff. So anyway, um, uh, I've been so unsuccessful at that. And then I heard about Overeaters Anonymous from my sister. And I waited till January on a Monday after the holidays to call because I didn't, you know, and I was ashamed to call because in those days it was operators and I didn't want the operator to know I had a problem. But, uh, you know, I came and I saw the word God and I just thought, oh no, okay. And, you know, I was glad they didn't weigh me in. And anyway, I started off with this thing, but I didn't work the steps. I just stuck to a plan of eating and, you know, a scale, food scale and, uh, and I lost weight. I got down to 98 pounds. I quit having a period. I couldn't go up a flight of stairs and I was cold in 102 degree heat, but by God, you know, I was thin and don't tell me any different. The problem is, is I'm not going to stay there if I do nothing. And mercifully, uh, I didn't stay there because I probably would have died. I would have kept going, but uh, I began compulsively overeating at an OA retreat makes the other retreats a little nervous, but you know, fuck them. So anyway, I, uh, I then eventually put on 16 pounds in six days and went from 98 to 200 in less than three months in June, July, and August in Southern California. So that was a pretty, um, it kind of shocks your coworkers a little bit, you know, like, whoa, what happened to you? And it's like, I didn't, you know, the disease of compulsive overeating in the next two and a half years I spent going to meetings and trying to get abstinent again. And I could not. I just could not. I couldn't maintain it. I would go into meetings. I was listening to CDs. I was talking to you. I was working with a sponsor. I was working the steps. Thank you. And the thing is, is it took all that for me to get the first half of the first step, which is I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable. And I got with a sponsor and I worked the steps and read the big book and and the OA book when it came out. And I've currently been abstaining now for 35 years. And um, my weight varies between like 113 and 117, somewhere in there. And I'm five, I used to be 5'3". I've now shrunk. I'm 5'2 and 3 quarters. But um, anyway, uh, that's just the body part of things, which is important. Okay, it's important to me, and but it is a symptom. It isn't the cause, and it isn't the root problem. The uh, big book says that our thinking is the problem, and my thinking and my disease are fired by my deeper-seated emotions, which run me around like a bull with a ring through its nose. And um, the steps help me deal with those, help me deal with my defects of character, um, one of which is I um, tend to take things, a lot of them. <laughs> anyway, but fortunately for the ninth step, I got to make amends for that. Um, 
because of this program, I've been able to stay married to the same guy for, let's see, 30, I'm 64, uh, around 30 years, something like that, because we lived in sin for seven of those. But um, anyway, uh, what, what OA has done for me, okay, the disease completely ate my soul. But what the program has done for me is it enabled me to go back to school and get a degree without using Reese's peanut butter cups to do it. Um, and I got a master's degree in painting, which sounds like, oh my God. <laughs> but you know what? It held me in good stead. I got a job working at uh, an art center for adults with developmental disabilities, which was my favorite job of all time. And I was there for over 20 years teaching. And I love that job and I love those people. And that was a gift from my higher power in this program. To be able to stay married has been a gift from a higher power in this program. This program put me in good enough shape to go to two other programs, which I still attend today. And they helped me stay married and they helped me uh, not get arrested. And, um, and the, because of the 12 steps in the program, I've had, I've had, I've had to stop living a solitary life. I'm an introvert by nature, but you know, I got to make phone calls. I got to go to meetings. I got to talk to people. I got to be a service uh, to save my life, you know, cause I've been Dawn of the living dead, you know, the whole zombie apocalypse. Don't worry about it. I've been there. I've been one. There's nothing worse than a belly full of food and a head full of OA. And I have been there. And I don't ever want to go back because I eat like a wino drinks. I don't stop when I'm full. I stop when it's gone. And I'm powerless to stop myself. And I don't have the balls to kill myself. And I, I heard in a meeting that people say they were so grateful they didn't kill themselves because they would have been killing the wrong person. And that's true for me. I had to be in here long enough and work the steps long enough and abstain long enough to find out who was home and what was driving me to uh, wanna take myself out with food and other things. And um, today, I, you know, 35 years is great and it will not keep me abstinent today unless I do all of it. Uh, service, sponsorship, meetings, telephone calls, literature, steps, you know, having a sponsor, being a sponsor, all those things give me a really good life. Um, but I'm a lazy individual. And frankly, if I didn't have to do those things, I wouldn't. But the problem is, is I do have to do those things. So I do them. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, flossing your teeth or exercising or doing something like that. It's like, I don't do that stuff because I just get off on flossing. I do it because I hate bleeding into the dental chair every time I get my teeth cleaned. I don't, you know, I, I do this stuff because I need to. And as a result of that, I'm rewarded with a rich life. Thank you. With a rich life that involves other people like me. I think that's one of the greatest, the, besides abstinence and a higher power. Oh, let me say this real fast. I'm going to get distracted. But there was a young woman who, um, seem to be on the spectrum of mentally challenged, disabled, whatever you want to call it. And she came to an OA meeting once and she stood up, she was at the end of the meeting. She stood up and she said, 
that she went to a weight loss program and they told her that if she lost weight, um, they would give her a charm bracelet. And she said she came here and that what we said was we promised you uh, a higher a God if you stuck around. And she says, so I'm gonna stick around. And that's what I've been given. Uh, I don't understand a higher power. I don't know exactly how it works. I wish I could control it, I can't. But I know for a fact, I mean, an undeniable fact, I would not be sitting here now uh, if I didn't have a higher power that was helping me do what I can't do alone. But I don't get to do it alone. I got to ask you guys for help. And I don't like doing that. But you know what? It, it's just, it's what I got to do. And every time I do it, I'm rewarded with a sense of belonging and peace and something that's hard to describe, you know? Now, that doesn't mean that food never bothers me or that I don't get hypnotized by the bakery cases at Pete's or Starbucks. It's just, you know, it's not that I don't ever want certain foods that'll make me crazy. It's just after 35 freaking years, I just don't want to go there anymore. I'm tired of having food talk to me. I don't, I want a quiet head. And this program's give me away with prayer and meditation and meetings and all the other stuff I just talked about to have a quiet brain, quieter, quieter. And, um, and I can, these jeans I'm wearing right now are stretchy, but I don't have to wear stretchy jeans if I don't want to. That's just, they're comfortable. You know, I can fit in my clothes. I don't wake up in the morning wondering what will fit. I know what will fit. And that seems like no big deal, but it's a big fat deal to me. It still is a big deal to me. Um, and this program has enabled me when my mom had Alzheimer's, I took care of her with my husband. Uh, she lived with us for five and a half years. That's one of the hardest things I've ever done. But uh, because of this program, I got to abstain through it. And with the help of sponsors in the program, I got to live through it without eating. And I just, you know, the program, it says in the big book, this is a program that works in rough going. Well, we've been through some pretty fucking rough going <laughs> this last year and well into this one. And this is a program that works in rough going. Yeah. And we're in it. And it still works. You know, it works. But I have to make those efforts. And if I don't go to meetings, I don't talk to you guys, I will drift back into my old ways of thinking. And then pretty soon, extra looks good. And, you know, I haven't had fried food in a while. Gee, that sounds good. And all this other crap, because I'm still trying to fix my, it's just a default setting where I want to go back to food to make me feel better, to comfort me. And the problem is, is the comfort part lasts, doesn't even, I don't even get seconds of comfort anymore, let alone minutes or hours. And the pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization lasts for weeks, months. I just don't want to go through that anymore. So that's why I'm glad to be here. And I'm really glad you guys are all here.